You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. edition of God Stories Radio. This is session 316. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. Babe, how you doing? Doing okay. How about you? Uh, I know it's been a hustle and bustle today. Yeah, it sure has. Lots of things going on. Church has been very busy. I bet. But, um, but things are well. Things are good. The Lord's doing things. Well, Super cool news. things. That's yeah. Yeah. Hey, we'd like to welcome Robert Herman. Robert, it's good to see you, buddy. Well, Thanks. I don't see you, but it's good to, good to have you on the chat. Thanks for joining, Robert. Yeah, big time. Thank you. Uh, Robert is listening back through all the sessions. I think he is up to session 23 now. He is what we call a serial listener. <laughs> And we love him and appreciate him. We sure do. Thanks for uh, going back through the sessions again, Robert. That touched my heart to hear you were doing that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, speaking of uh, touching hearts, you know, uh, last week we happened to stumble on Matthew 5, which we discussed which just happened to be part of the Beatitudes. So I got to thinking, why don't we just do a series on them? I mean, we can't go wrong, right? Absolutely. And I thought it was a really great idea um, because I don't think we've ever done that before. I don't think we have. Yeah. At so... least not me initiating these things, you know. Right. I know when Mikey was around a lot, you know, he... <laughs> There wasn't a verse he didn't know off the top of his head. Yeah, he's amazing. He was amazing. But, you know, God shifts things, and he's teaching me and stretching me and causing me to dig into his word and to seek after him more so than I ever have in my life. Well, that's really great. So I just felt compelled to every, well, Every time I turned around, like even in my Bible app, they were going through the Beatitudes. Right. So you kind of felt like a prompting from the Lord. And then uh, my good friends, The Vision, Mr. Johnny Diaz and his lovely wife, they host a podcast called The Vision Podcast on Saturday nights. Check them out. But they were going through the Beatitudes. And I had just read Matthew 5. And that's what uh, that's what Johnny was talking about on on the podcast. So I'm just like, holy smokes, well, we're on to something. Like Mikey would say, it's no coinky dink. No coinky dink. 
Oh, wow. Robert's wanting to know what new countries do we have today? I'll, I'll take a look at that, Robert. I will. I need to. Mikey was always the stats guy. So, I, you know, I got to honestly, it's been hard without him. I haven't really uh, concentrated on countries and things like that, but you know, I need to. I need to uh, give shout outs to folks that are listening because we appreciate it. And if you're listening and we've touched you in some way, please drop us a line, godstoriesradio at gmail.com or godstoriesradiotina at gmail.com. All one line. We would so appreciate that. Donnie Seeger, how you doing, buddy? Hopefully you're having a, a fantastic week. Uh, we're a little early tonight. Uh, we uh, have a little birthday promise we got to make good on. Here in the household, it's uh, Matt's birthday was uh, Friday, was it? Yeah, the 22nd. But he was off competing in Austin, Texas. So we were not able to celebrate his birthday. So we're going to do so tonight. Is that Tracy Fagan? Hey. Oh, How wow. are you, hey, girlfriend? Tracy. Hey, Donnie. Good to see you guys online. Big shout out to Tracy Fagan, Donnie Seeger, Robert Herman. Who else we got on there? People popping in from all over the place. This is fantastic. Wonderful. Ah, so good to see you guys. Well, tonight we're going to be talking about the Beatitudes. And then we're going to, we talked about the first one last week. And then we're going to talk about the second one, which is blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. That's Matthew 5, 4. And that is the ESV, and Tracy said it is, oh, hello from Colorado. I thought that said it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> hello from Colorado. Wow. I forget she's uh, a long way. Yeah, yeah. But it is cold out there, though, probably by now. I don't know. But I'm going to read, I'm going to start this off and I'll get your thoughts, babe. But the, this is an article in the Bible app. It's called Good Grief. And um, it's funny. I texted it to myself today. And I don't know how I got in my phone as dad, but it came across as dad, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so um, the article says, can anything good come from grief? Just ponder that for a second. From mourning a deep loss, from weeping over a profoundly heavy heartache. While grief is a necessary part of life, no one longs to grieve. But in the second beatitude, a series of promises Jesus made about God's kingdom, Jesus says this, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Matthew 5, 4. No one can appreciate rain more than someone who's lived in the desert. No one can value food more than someone who's truly been starving. And no one can know God as their comforter like someone who's desperately needing comfort. Unfortunately, death, decay, and disappointment are a part of this world. But even in our sorrow, 
and suffering, God stands ready to comfort us in a unique and meaningful ways that only he can. The Holy Spirit is often called the comforter, as well as helper, counselor, or advocate. But regardless of what he's called, it's always who he is. Even in our grief, he is always a God who has our best in mind. And so how does God comfort us? He does this through his spirit, through his word, and by working in and through his people. Do you have the eyes to see how he's pursuing you? Have you opened your heart to his comfort? If you are a follower of Christ who is mourning today, remember, Jesus himself promised that you will be comforted. He's always good. He's always faithful. And he's right here, ready to help. So I think that's a really good place to start. Blessed are those that mourn, for they will be comforted. You know, in the first question in there is, can anything good come from grief? How do you feel about that, babe? Well, I mean, in, in response to that question, yes, I think grief teaches us a lot, as you pointed out, appreciation um, in the commentary. Because when you all of a sudden don't have something that you used to have, there's an absence and that absence creates an awareness of the fact that that was something that you appreciated or loved or enjoyed and is no longer a part of your life. Mm -hmm. So it creates an awareness at the very least. I know one of your family members or good friends said that, uh, that anguish or that love and those tears are just pent up love with no place to go. I think grief causes us to look inward in a very unusual way because we have to really examine that loss. We have to process that loss. Um, and it could be a loss of, of so many different things, um, not just people, but, you know, when people go through divorces too, it's sort of the same thing. There is a loss or a grieving process that happens for them. That person is no longer a part of their life. That marriage is no longer a part of their life and they may grieve it or mourn it. Um, I know in, in the readings that I did, uh, the very brief readings that I did about this particular beatitude, um, they looked at the mourning in relation to sin. So it said, blessed are they that mourn, but they're talking about people who are mourning their sin. Their and guilt and their shame. Their yeah. guilt and their shame. They're they're in mourning of it because they are so they've come to a point where they recognize God's sovereignty in their lives and they are just very upset by what they have done. 
And I think that kind of recognition and awareness of your own sin brings joy to God. You know, like when you think of the prodigal son and you think about how that father felt when he saw his son, yes, his son sinned because he wanted his inheritance up front and he lived the good life and then he had nothing to show for it. Um, but he said his son, his son was lost and now he's, he's back home where he belongs. He's found. And I think God feels the same way about us. You know, when we've had that kind of sin and then the recognition of that sin to the point of our hearts being grieved and mourning and the outpouring of tears, you know, when I was researching this, um, the phrase a veil of tears was mentioned and that kind of stuck with me because you think about something, somebody who's deeply moved uh, to sadness about what they have done to have a veil of tears uh, mourning over this sin. And then the word comforted in the part of the verse where it says, for they shall be comforted. It could mean pardoned. It could be just achieving peace with God. You know, it's like this reunification with God over you know, the recognition and the repentance of the sin. And then that person's being comforted by the Lord and they're being reunited with the Lord again. Amen, babe. That's good. Uh, Tracy says uh, grief gives us the opportunity for Jesus to fill that place of loss. And that's funny that you would say that, Tracy, because I was just going to say that... Um, Mourning over our sinfulness can draw you closer to the Father. And it seems like the closer that we get to the Father, we could mourn a lots mourn lots of things. You know, one being like uh, say the brokenness of the world. Mm-hmm. We could mourn for mourn over that. But I did hear somebody say, um, don't worry about your brokenness. Worry if you're not broken. Yeah, because we know that the Lord is close to those who are broken. Who are and, broken and, and crushed in spirit. Correct. And you're going to be. If you draw near to Jesus and you feel what he feels and... um if you ask him, and don't make the mistake of doing this, but if you ask him to show you what saddens him, he will. He'll make it very plain. And it broke me. And I, I had to write it down. You know, the brokenness of the world. And like you said earlier, babe, it's not about loss. It's not about loss. I mean, it can be. Because if you've, Lord knows, if you've lost a loved one or somebody close to you, it will break you. But I think this is more so referring to the brokenness of, of heart, of shame and guilt over our sinfulness. Yeah, and, and something that you said just reminded me of 
when God was pleased to crush his own son for our sake, you know, it's sort of like that was such a double-edged sword for him because he loved his son. He loves his son, I should say. But he had to crush him at the same time because his son was taking on the sin and the weight of the world. But it pleased him to do so because you imagine this father who is proud and proud of what his son is achieving and doing, but at the same time is being crushed by it. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's mind-bending when you really stop and you think about what God sacrificed for us so that we could get a second chance. There was something else I wanted to share. Uh, this was from my devotional today. And what's great about the Beatitudes, and I use an NIV study Bible. If you don't have one, I highly recommend it. Get one. It's amazing because it will take you down some rabbit trails <laughs> that are very, very cool. And one that I went down today, I found this in my devotional, and um, I think this is the one has to do with the Sermon on the Mount, which is the Beatitudes. We might rely on a lot of different things in our lives. We rely on technology. Without the Maps app on my phone, I would certainly get lost. We rely on having a Wi-Fi connection to be entertained and stay connected with others. We rely on our shoes to protect our feet. We rely on people in our lives to be there for us when we need them. Most of the time, people and things can be pretty reliable, but there are times they can let us down. Our technology runs out of battery. The Wi-Fi doesn't connect. People aren't perfect and let us down. And well, then your shoes fail you. You could really step into a mess. In the Beatitudes, Jesus encourages his listeners, Matthew 5, 3, God blesses those who depend only on him. They belong to the kingdom of heaven. We can rely on God, and unlike other things in life, he will never fail us. He will never let us down. His battery doesn't run flat. He always is listening. His connection never drops out. If we put all our trust in ourselves, in other people or things, we'll find ourselves disappointed and let down. We don't need to rely on created things when we can rely on the creator of all things. Jesus started his Sermon on the Mount with that message. People who rely on God will be blessed. Today we read in Paul's letter, to the church in Philippi, how he learned to rely on God, knowing God would take care of all his needs. I may have skipped ahead on, on the beatitude, but that's okay. It's encouraging just the same. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could talk about all of them at one time, really. You could, but I'm looking forward to stripping each and every one of them down and doing a deep dive in there and getting comments from folks. Thank you, Tracy. I think, you know, it's an opportunity for us to examine our lives. 
you know, when we're just looking at this, these beatitudes, because last week we focused on, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, and we kind of came to the same conclusion that it's really about humility. Yes. Um, and your awareness of your nothingness before a great and mighty God. Um, because, you know, it's like you were saying last week, it's a little bit of a conundrum. You know, what does it mean to be poor in spirit? And so if you're curious about that, go back and listen to that episode yeah, to get it, the answer. Yeah. I really enjoyed a deep dive on that. Yeah. And then, you know, this week with blessed are the, are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. You know, think about how your sin is moving you in your life. You know, if you think about a graph, uh, a line graph, it goes two directions. It goes off to the right and it goes off to the left. What direction are you moving? Are you moving towards godliness? Or are you moving towards ungodliness? And, you know, you really want to make sure that you're moving towards godliness in your life. So how much mourning do you have in reference to your sin? How much weeping is there for the sin in your life that you haven't done anything about yet? I mean, once you've repented, it's gone. It's over. That's the peace that God is talking about. For they shall be comforted. You've been pardoned. You've been given grace. You've got peace. You get to move over the sin. But what about the sins you have not yet moved over? What do you have to examine in your life? Because we all have something. Yeah, and are you feeling grief and and shame for it. Over it. Yeah. Which comes the devil's best weapon, which is condemnation. Absolutely. Isolation. And, you know, recently the Lord had convicted me of something that I didn't even like, wasn't really that much paying attention to. We used to be better about paying attention to it, but, you know, we have, a lot of things that we're entertained by on the television. Well, I say the television, but I don't even have TV. We just have streaming services. But, you know, we had gotten onto this this one episode or um, series where it was bringing in things to our line of vision that we probably didn't need to be exposed to. You know, there's so many shows with witchcraft and evil and demonic things these days, and we're getting more and more numb to it. In and they just the wind scope, it in there covertly. You in know, the a scope lot of, of entertainment, yeah. yeah. And I heard something recently that a lot of the filmmakers actually hire true people who consider themselves witches. Um, to cast and perform real spells so that um, it appears more authentic on their shows. And boy, that just kind of blew me away. And, you know, prior to hearing that, I had already, God had already convicted my heart about the show that we were watching. And I just had to tell Fritz, I said, I'm so sorry, but I can't, I can't watch this anymore. It's, it's not right for me. 
it's not right in my heart. And, you know, being the supportive husband he is, he's like, okay, we're done with that. We're not going to watch it. That was like Black Adam for me. Yeah. I don't know if you guys out there have seen Black Adam, but if if you're not into demons, don't do it. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that. I don't. Was that Disney? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know who it was, but that was the most demonic thing I've I've seen in a long time. Uh, Robert said, uh, my sin is working too much and not making time for me and God time. Well, amen to that, Robert. And I that struggle is real because I will find things to do. You know, I, I can hear the Lord in the back of my mind going, hey, you know, I'd like to like to talk to you for a few minutes. You know, let's sit down, be quiet or whatever. And I will absolutely do stuff that I hate, like clean the house or the bathroom. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy what we'll do to avoid that quiet time because it's hard. That struggle's real. It really is. Thank you, uh, Robert, for bringing that up. And Donnie says, uh, so true. We have to be careful. And uh, what are we allowing into our life? You know, that's right, Donnie. And uh, I'll tell you, um, recently I felt the need to pray a hedge of protection around our home and uh, allow, you know, ask the Holy Spirit not to allow any evil thing across the threshold of the front door. I mean, because unfortunately we're in a crazy, lost and broken world and there's some crazy stuff going on out there. And it's it's not even that we're going out and trying to find it. We're just letting it in our home. You know, we're just watching stuff on TV or mm-hmm. listening to things on the radio or Spotify or stuff like that. And, and, you know, entertainers or entertainment industry companies that used to be considered family friendly and family focused, they have taken a very different turn. Um you know, I had taken my son to go see uh, a movie because we always used to go see these types of movies together. Mm-hmm. It was a the genre of um, like superheroes and sure. things like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not going to call out the entertainment company, but we went to see um, one of these films and I was blown away by how much demonic and witchcraft was in it i i couldn't it just did not sit well with me and i was shocked and like i was truly stunned because people take young children to go see these things and i was just thinking how afraid must those kids be right now you know i know how i feel just how uncomfortable i feel watching it how much how more so must some of these younger kids feel. And my son, my youngest son, he's an adult now, but, um, and he was an adult at the time I took him to see the film, but it was just something nostalgic that we were trying to do together and just have a mom, son kind of like date night, you know? And I was just, I was really stunned by it. And then we talked about it. He and I talked about it after And it didn't bother him as much as it bothered me. 
which then again bothered me even more because sure. right? <laughs> then I'm like, okay, um, I'm obviously failing you in, you know, in this way because you should be more upset about this. You should be more um, like, hey, that doesn't make me feel good or that makes me feel really uncomfortable. But see, these kids are getting saturated. I call them a kid, but um, young adults, teenagers, uh, our youth, our children, they're getting inundated with this stuff. And I feel especially sad for the ones that are very young because they're so malleable. And that is what they're counting on, you know, because you know that Satan has an agenda, guys. And he's working it real hard because we're in end days. Well, he knows he loses. So he's trying to pull out he's all trying to take the, as many with him as all he the can. stops. Uh, Robertson Gator Country got four more stops tonight. Be safe out there, buddy. And Donnie says the the more you get into the Bible, the more you start seeing these things around you. Pretty crazy. Yeah, that is so true, Donnie. That and that's been my case since I've been in the Word more, and the and the Lord has revealed things to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, one night, uh, on one of these shows, we're going to do a study on the the first show shall be last, and the last shall be first. God revealed something to me about that as well, because it didn't mean what I thought it meant. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. And uh, I lost my train of thought. I got excited there, and uh, <laughs> I just uh, just love talking to y'all. Well, I think we we really covered a lot in this episode um, with just talking about you know what potential sin could be in our life and what sin we could be in mourning for. You know, because at the end of the day, we don't, we don't, when we stand before the Lord, we want to be pure and clean. And, you know, so he can say those words to us, you know, welcome, good and faithful sir- servant. Amen, babe. Right. So we answered the question tonight. Can anything good come from grief? I think a lot of good can come from grief. Amen. That's my answer. Yeah. And, you know. That's what we got to take from this, that we even have to count those things as blessings, even though it's really, really hard when you are mourning to feel blessed. But But, we got to take the pain along with everything else. But we've got to remember, we're blessed in the morning. Yes. And if you're mourning sinfulness and you have shame and guilt, you're in a good place. You are in a good place. You're in a you very good place. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And amen. Wow. Which is the first step towards repentance and salvation. Right? Amen. So. so that's how powerful the Beatitudes are. I tell you, and we're only on number two. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to maybe have one of you guys in the studio for number three. How about that? <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. And and uh, good to see Tracy on there all the way from Colorado. And Robert and Donnie. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we thanks. love you guys. And I get the word out that we're back. And uh, hopefully uh, 
have some of you guys in the studio and uh, we're going to start uh, booking some guests. Mr. Tabone wants to come on. Pastor Chris. Uh, no, he could cover one of the Beatitudes. Well, that's, really that's what I'm hoping. I think uh, I'm going to have him on for one and uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. I may, maybe even have Mac in for one. Yeah. Oh, and I just wanted to ask you guys, would you please be praying in our world right now yes. for the world? Because Christianity is being attacked on a global scale and it is becoming more and more restricted in countries around the world to practice Christianity. Now, I know I realize this is nothing new, but I'm just saying the grip is being tightened. Um you know, uh, I just heard the other day in India that they are moving towards trying to like um, not allow people to openly practice or preach uh, Christianity. So um, making it like an actual offense in their country. Um, and that was a little jarring to me, uh, a lot jarring to me because there's a lot of people who minister in countries, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, in other countries and so forth. And uh, I just don't know what that looks like for those folks. Um, but, you know, um, Hinduism, I think, is the largest religion in India. Um, and I think that there might be feeling threatened by Christianity and the rate that it has been growing, uh, which is why the government wants to step in and, and do these things. So a lot of things that we take for granted over here are now not permitted in certain countries and some communist types of countries like the Bible app and things like that, they can't, they're not getting access to those things. Yeah. I've heard they're about not, that. Not getting their, the social media, you know, uh, that, that they could get, you know, in regards to any type of Christianity. So pray for those people in those countries. Um, well, look who's on there. Who? Janelle. Oh, I know it's Janelle hi, Grimm. Janelle. Hey, Janelle. Hello, all. Great to hear you guys again. I've been away. Oh. Well, I'm glad you're back. We're so happy you and joined us. And thank you us. for signing on and joining us. We really, really appreciate it. What a great crowd tonight. Yeah, wonderful. Wow. Man, I'm overjoyed. This is a blessing to me. Well, Janelle, I hope you go back and listen to the episode. Yeah, great episode. Mm -hmm. And guys, remember to be praying for the countries around the world and don't forget yourself in there too yep and always remember we take prayer requests yeah, god sure stories do. radio at gmail.com we take prayer requests and we want them send them and uh, we'll be praying for you guys as well yes fantastic well that about else, wraps it up that about wraps it up episode three three sixteen all right well, listen, you guys have a great rest of your week, and uh, we will see you next week. God bless. God bless. <laughs>